Hello and welcome back to the How To Fitness Podcast. I'm Mike Rijo. And I'm Kate Lyman. And we are back with another Q&A episode today. So yeah, these are just our shorter, snappier Q&A episodes that we're tagging on alongside our deep dives, just to give kind of a little bit more depth to topics that we speak about on a regular basis and to prove to people we know what we're talking about. So Kate, what's our, what's our topic today? Today we're talking about strength training. And I think this is fun to talk about because we both work in this field. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions here. Yeah, definitely. It's um, yeah, it's something I really love talking about and also a topic that gets massively overcomplicated. So hopefully we can bust some myths on this topic and help some people out. All right. So first question for you, Michael, what is the best training split? Cool. So for those listening who maybe aren't aware of the terminology, the training split is just the way that you separate up your strength training workouts throughout the week. And it can be done in so many different ways. You can do full body workouts, and that is a strength training split. You can break it up into upper body and lower body workouts. You can do push, pull, legs, chest, arms, back, shoulders, legs. Like There's so many different ways you can do it. And kind of the easiest way to answer this question is that there is no best training split at all. And the most important thing around your training split is consistency. So most of your progress, in fact, nearly all of your progress from strength training is going to come from increasing the amount of volume you're lifting over time. And that's through strength or repetition. So the weight you're lifting or the amount of repetitions you're doing. So there really isn't a best training split at all. Whichever training split you do, you can make progress as long as you structure it in the right way. Um, so yeah, whichever is your favorite, go with that. What do, the work, what cool. do you do? Do you do, you do like upper body, lower body? Do you full, do full body? So I change it up depending on kind of what my training cycle looks like at the time and how many strength workouts I can fit in each week. So I usually rotate between kind of doing like three strength training workouts a week and then cardio around that. If I've got like marathon training or doing an Ironman event, for example, or if I'm just going through a period of just doing strength training, I'll do like a five day split and you can break up the body parts a little bit more effectively. So you can give each body part a little bit more volume. Um, so most of the time I rotate between kind of either a push pull leg split. Um, so push is kind of chest triceps shoulders uh, and then pull is back and biceps and legs obviously legs um and then uh, another favorite i like is the chest and arms back and shoulders and legs so that's kind of my most kind of they're my favorites anyway yeah how about you how do you usually break up your training splits full body i like full yeah. body I, I i think i feel well there's nothing wrong with that like literally for me personally like upper lower push pull it over complicates for me so um <laughs> But I also follow a program, shout out to Mezzo Strength, that <laughs> Kenny, my husband, programs where he's very good <laughs> at, his, right, at his programming. Um, and so he takes care of all of that. And I just follow okay. what it says. And that is my preferred way to do any type of workout is someone to tell me and I just go do it. Such so. a stereotypical CrossFit athlete there, Kate. Come that's on. It. That's it. Listen, it's been years since I've done CrossFit. But still, yeah, that's the best part. You walk in and you do what they say and then you leave. Absolutely. Love yeah. It. There's something to be said for that. It's good. Yeah. Honestly, pick whatever you enjoy and, and run with it. And that's going to get you the most progress. Um, so next question is, can you build muscle and burn fat at the same time? Short answer. Yes. It's called body recomposition and it happens when you are literally burning body fat while building muscle mass, but it's kind of, again, nuanced answer always. 
this doesn't happen for everybody. And I think a lot of us expect, oh, like I'm going to go just eat in a deficit and train really hard. Oh, wait, you said said the magic word there, Kate. Sorry, if anyone listened to our last episode, every time we use the term calorie deficit, you will hear... The calorie deficit klaxon. Kate, sorry, I interrupted. Please carry on. Maybe we need a shorter one because I feel like I'm about to say it a few times, but (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) Um, So... Yes, it can happen, but I think we often expect, oh, I can go do these two kind of contradictory things at the same time, um, when often it's not the case. So body composition happens um, most often for untrained individuals, meaning they're new to lifting, they're brand new to strength training. So they have a lot more potential for muscle growth, and that can happen hand in hand with body loss of body fat. Um, but in general, these two goals, burning body fat, building muscle are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. So for most people, not really, you got to choose one and roll with it and make sure that your, um, not so much your training, but your nutrition specifically is supportive to the specific goal you have. Is that losing body fat in a sustainable manner or is that building strength? Because the approaches are a little different. Yeah. So true. Not really anything to add to that. Nailed it. Yeah, they, they're just two opposing things, aren't they really? So yes, they can happen at the same time, but you're just gonna be really inefficient of uh, doing both of them together. So break them up, pick one. You'll be happier. Yeah, you will. All right. When is the best time to lift? And is there a best time? Yeah, I feel like we should have come into this one, this question with a little bit of research to back us up. Um, there probably is an optimal time to exercise. Um, however, the most optimal time to exercise is when it fits best into your schedule. And this is kind of one of those prime examples where kind of research in real life are kind of not opposing each other, but you need to kind of consider both of them together, right? And you could be given the world's most perfect exercise plan at the perfect time of the day, but it doesn't fit in around your work, your kids, your family schedule, like whatever it is, then, then you're not going to stick to it. So the best time to lift is whenever is the easiest time for you to stay consistent with it. Um, For example, uh, I and so does Kate, we both have very young children. I find the easiest time for me to get an exercise is before anyone else wakes up. So I get up, I get my workout done, I come back and then I can just carry on with my day. As soon as I try and squeeze in workouts throughout the day or even in the evening, it just doesn't happen. And I always find an excuse not to do it. Therefore, the best time for me to lift is in the morning. Done. Cool. So next question. So I'm a cardio junkie and really with lots of whys hate lifting. Do I really have to? No, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. You're probably an adult, even if you weren't still, you shouldn't have to do that if you don't like it. Um, there are so many benefits of strength training. There's so many benefits around injury prevention, around longevity, around overall health, around body composition, around performance. I mean, I could list them forever. They exist and that's a fact, but if you hate it so much that there's just a huge amount of resistance to doing it and you have this other movement that you love, that's okay, right? I I mean, there's a lot of talk around strength training and the benefits because there are so many benefits um, in, in such a wide array of areas of our life, lives and health. But if you don't like it, don't force it. Cause I would say, you know, you have something that you do enjoy, do that. And, and while strength training could benefit your cardio, whether that's running, biking, whatever you, you may be doing, um, 
if you feel healthy um, and you feel good and pretty injury free in what you're doing, just just keep on keeping on. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? Um, once again, it comes back to that what's optimal and what's sustainable for you. Um, I always like to not push back when people say that they hate strength training, but I always just like to add a little disclaimer on it where when a lot of people think of strength training, they think of three sets of 10 in the gym, breaking it up into body parts and strength training can come in so many different forms. Like you heard how Kate exercises with her strength training compared to how I do it, completely different. You could be out in a park using a TRX against a tree. That is a form of strength training. You can use resistance bands at home. You can do body weight workouts. Like these are all different forms of strength training. So no, you don't have to do it, but there are so many health benefits. So if you can find a way of doing strength training that actually feels a bit more enjoyable then I would thoroughly recommend trying to persevere with it or trying to find a good rhythm with it because as you said like there's so many benefits to it and it's it's worth giving it a few other routes a try I often find for these individuals who are who trend more towards enjoying cardio um you know it's it's a big ask say go hit go in the gym and do three sets of 10 etc like I don't want to do that either it just doesn't sound fun right but we can get so in the weeds with like hit is good, hit is bad, blah, 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 blah. What's optimal? We're probably, most of us, not elite athletes. If you are and you're listening to this, that's really cool. You probably don't need this information. Um, but for those who trend more towards enjoying cardio, maybe something like hit, maybe something with a little more um, maybe variety in the, mm -hmm. in the resistance training, maybe that's going to drive better for you. And then if so, that's great do it. Don't worry about what's optimal. Know that that's better than nothing. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Because you do find a lot of people that come from a cardio background, or maybe doing like exercise class backgrounds, for example, they're used to exercise being really high tempo and heart rate being high and feeling very sweaty. And they associate that with it being a beneficial or an effective workout. And there are ways that you can incorporate that into strength training to get that kind of cardio E5. Cardio E, is that a word? I would I go with cardio-ish. Cardio-ish, is that better? <laughs> it's a word <laughs> now. Know. Yeah, you can kind of get this like cardio-y element into your strength training workouts to kind of give you that hit if that's the way you like to do it. And it's still beneficial. So yeah, really cool point, Kate. I know I need to lift, but I am so scared of getting bulky. I love getting asked this question still because I, because it always makes me think about, I have this image of someone in my head, like picking up a dumbbell and be like, ah, oh, shit, I just got really big and muscular by accident. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, how did that happen? Like building muscle takes years of being dedicated to the cause of building muscle. So the thought of I'm going to pick up a few weights and suddenly look really big and bulky is, um, is just quite funny to me. And it's not going to happen, you know? Like, yes, there are some people who are genetically inclined to put on muscle faster. Therefore, you will build muscle quicker than other people will. But the chances of you kind of lifting weights and then looking in the mirror one day and being like, oh crap, I've gone a bit too far. It's just not going to happen. And I think it also comes from this kind of perception of what is fit and healthy or attractive for, because it's usually women that ask this question. They're always a little bit scared of bulking up too much. And it comes from this perception of women aren't supposed to look muscular. Like it's not right. how it's supposed to look. So that people are a bit scared of, of adopting that look and it's just, it's just not going to happen. I can remember... I was in a grocery store. I was living in Memphis at the time and I was doing CrossFit at the time. We, we talked so much about me doing CrossFit, but I haven't done it in years, but it's, I did for a long time. 
It's I did for what a long happens time. when you do CrossFit, Kate. You just <laughs> exactly. you have to talk like, about it. <laughs> I swear that I, I, there are people I know well who still don't know that I even did it that much. But anyway, <laughs> I'm in this grocery store. I had definitely just come from the gym, so I'm probably in leggings and like a cropped tank of some sort. And a woman behind me said, you work out, right? And I said, yes. And she said, what do you do? And I said, oh, I do CrossFit. I teach CrossFit and I do CrossFit for my own you workouts. like bicep curling some watermelons in the other I was case. just <laughs> standing there. I was just standing there, but I was probably sweaty in athletic wear. Okay. And she said, oh, I've always been interested in CrossFit, but I've never done it because I don't want to look too bulky. I feel like girls who do it look bad. But you don't look that bad. Like that word for word, that's how this conversation went down. This is probably five years ago, and that's why I can still remember it. And I was like, thank you. And at the time, I can tell you at the time, um, I was I was training to be, this is right pre-pandemic, I think it was, like I was competing in CrossFit. So I was like really training. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you from my personal experience, I have a long training age. I've been lifting since I was about 17, 16, 17 even in the periods of life where I've been like, let's go, let's get so strong. I would love to be bulky. I can't even do it because <laughs> it's so hard, you know, because I work and I don't have a whole life to, de to dedicate to just mm -hmm. the gym and food. Right. So it's just so much harder than we think, but I also want to give, I don't want to be dismissive to those individuals who feel that they lift and then get bulky. Mm -hmm. I think they are feeling something. They're feeling a difference in their body and it can feel it, it truly, it can feel a little heavier, a little different, mm -hmm. a little tighter, but there's also this reality that if we're speaking just from aesthetic perspective, those with more muscle mass look leaner, look fitter, generally have a little more of the body composition that we consider fit or attractive or lean, right? Um, there's just a misconception that muscle means big and bulky and mm -hmm. just often it's not the case. Um, Cause I'll have clients who come to me and say, well, I really want to get toned, but like not bulky. And the answer to both of those is like one toned isn't really a thing, but they both have to do with gaining muscle mass. Yeah. I think it's also because um, a lot of the physiques that we maybe see when we look at strength training, fitness models, for example, are those who are on the extreme end of the spectrum likely taking steroids and this is what people think they're going to look like when they start picking up a few weights a few times a week and it's just not going to happen so yeah there is a kind of a massive disconnect isn't there between like the expectations and reality of uh, of when people start lifting weights and it's it's likely going to be very far from what you think it's going to be right or if you're considering bulky like a, a professional athlete you see or professional crossfit athlete or um bodybuilder like promise double pinky promise you don't have what it takes to get there if you have a job <laughs> or a family or a life outside of fitness you know like that is full dedication and performance enhancing drugs and like a laser focus on just body composition and muscle gaining and eating for those purposes right i've been strength training for like 12 years maybe trying to get bulky still don't feel like i'm there <laughs> so, so don't right. worry about it <laughs> right all right so let's end with this last question that i really like this is a sixth one but i, I felt like it was nice to end on this first time we're in the gym what is your best piece of advice should we do like our own best piece of advice yeah. like one yeah, each? I I hear like yours. so it's kind of something we've touched on in this episode already my one piece of advice is like 
get ready to be in it for the long haul, right? Like so many people have these expectations of like a six week program, 10 week program, 12 week program, and think that all of their kind of dreams are going to come true from following this. Most of the progress you probably want to make is going to take months, if not years to achieve. So whichever approach you pick, if you can't see yourself doing it one year from now, don't bother with it. Like find something else that's going to work. So everything you're looking to follow, whether it's like an exercise plan, nutrition plan, or whatever it is, make sure that it's something that feels really sustainable and something you can see yourself doing for months. And that's the most important thing. And uh, yeah, I think that's my piece of advice. Mine would be, so I just, I, I exercised one way for a long time. And then post pandemic, once we moved to Mexico, changed to more like traditional quote unquote strength training in the, in a gym. And this was actually my first time in a gym with like machines and weights and such first time ever. And I felt really self-conscious. I really did. Even having a decade of experience as an athlete and as a trainer, you know, but it was different. Um, and I was like, what is this machine? How do I use it? And I have to look at the little picture thing and that's kind of embarrassing. Right. Um, but I would say my best piece of advice is no one's paying attention to you at all. Everyone is so consumed in what they're doing that no one is looking at you or paying attention to you. And I feel like there's a lot of freedom in recognizing that because it lets you just do you like just do you and do what you need to do and enjoy it and find a way to find some consistency in this movement you enjoy. And then just go for it, not worrying about other people. Love it. Solid tip. That's it. That's it. So I love this topic and, and this is quick and we only touched on a few questions, but if you have more, you can always get in touch. Um, you can find us on Instagram or other social media platforms. My handle is KL nutrition. And mine is at Michael Ujoa PT. <laughs> and we're always open to hearing other questions that you may have. Um, and we'll look forward to future Q and a episodes. See you next week.